Just to announce that we're going we're to make a move at quarterback, and we're going to start calling this week um, to give him an opportunity to run with the ones. It's time to talk 49ers football on Gold Faithful with Brian Peacock and Nick Winkler. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us once again on Gold Faithful. Matt Barrows is going to join us a little bit later. 49ers beat writer for the SAC B. Right now, you've got me. I'm Brian Peacock. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. We've got Nick Winkler. You can find him at Bay Area Wink. Glad we waited until Tuesday to do this show because lots of news, mainly the Kaepernick news. And it was kind of imminent. But now that it's happened, it's nice to know what's going on with the 49ers. And it's going to be Colin Kaepernick's show. Yeah, I was a bit surprised. I don't know if, if you uh, were as well that they didn't wait until the restructuring of the contract actually went down. I mean, this kind of gives why would Kaepernick sign that now? I There's a lot of questions I have with how that whole thing went down. And maybe we'll ask Matt Barrows a little bit about it, but just legally. And it, I, I would imagine his agents in the NFLPA might have had something to say about uh, him not getting to play unless he restructured first, because that doesn't <laughs> seem like something that's kosher. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't play because we're afraid you'll get hurt. Oh, but if you sign this, we'll put you in the game. No problem. Yeah, I feel like that's not quite in the rules. Yeah, that's some like backdoor shenanigans going on there. <laughs> Absolutely. And probably our listeners can tell that, that Nick is speaking quietly tonight, and that is because he blew out almost all of his vocal cords uh, from being at AT&T Park last night with the Giants' comeback win. Yeah, I thought there in the eighth inning that I, I didn't have anything left uh, screaming-wise. And then, of course, the Chris Bryant home run in the ninth, and I thought, oh, great. Now i got to sit around. And then in the 13th, sure enough, I had a little bit left to scream. And, and yeah, my voice is definitely going to crack quite a bit here tonight. But, hey, I'll tell you this much. I didn't get home until 2 a.m. last night, over five-hour baseball game, roller coaster of emotions. Worth it. Worth every single second. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad to hear that you stayed for the whole thing, all 13 innings. Oh, no doubt about it. I was with my dad, too, and my dad was the same way. We were with two other people, and they're like, we got to get going. We're like, oh, we just shook our heads. Come on. This is playoff <laughs> baseball. That's why you drive separate cars, right? Yeah, exactly. We were thinking. Very nice. And uh, if you hear one of us scream and you, Nick blows out the rest of his voice, that's because right. uh, this 1-1 tie right now in the fourth inning gets broken because I've kind of got one eye on this baseball game while we talk about the 49ers here. Is the slightly distracted version of Gold Faithful this evening. Yes, that's that's right. So uh, let's hear a little bit more from Chip Kelly. Just to announce that we're going we're gonna to make a move at quarterback, and we're going to start calling this week, um, give him an opportunity to run with the ones. We already heard that. Let's hear this one. And sat down as a staff and you know watched the tape and went over everything. We've had a couple of days to kind of digest everything where we are, and I think offensively we need to be better and we need to just make a move. And it's really not – it's not Blaine's fault, you know. I think it's just as a group, offensively, we need to we need to be better in in a lot of ways. So we're going to see what we can do and make a move here. It's really the one of the only maneuvers we can make based on our depth. I like he said the, it really matter of factly. Like, yeah. yeah, we're going to make a move at quarterback. Like, uh, you know, this is something we've been planning, and you know, just <laughs> I don't I don't know. It just it, it needed to happen. It finally is happening. It seems like the right time. You know, you have those ten days. Let the bodies heal. Uh, after the the short week game against Arizona, and yeah, I mean, he, here we go, Kaepernick. Let's let's start the uh, the second chapter of this season. I like the backhanded, uh, backhanded uh, jab at Trent Balky at the end of that, where he says, "Well, this is really the only thing we can do with our depth." 
<laughs> this, he's like, look, look, these are the cards I was dealt. Yeah. All right. I There's, didn't have much to say. There are two players I can put in the game, Cap being one, and I guess the other is going to be Joshua Garnett, who's been named a starter as well. Yeah, and he's he's making moves. He's putting in these guys. I mean, and if nothing else with Garnett, I mean, that just makes sense when you're a bad football team. You know, you put in your your prospect. You put in the guy you traded up to get so that he can get that experience so that, yeah, maybe next year he's you know, well, a well-oiled machine out there. I don't know. That's absolutely right. And really, those two moves are are not surprising in the least. No, no, definitely not. We we all saw this coming. It was just a matter of when, you know, like what what week there was all kinds of bets going on and this and that. And and here we go. I mean, it, it's time. Buffalo, this is what a test, too. I mean, this is this is going to be a brutal matchup. You're talking about the third ranked rush offense going up against the 31st right rush defense. So eh, I, I'm not very optimistic for this weekend, although I when when you and I were going back and forth earlier over text message when this cap news came out, it was just one of the things I said to you, which I, I just truly believe as a 49er fan, as, as you are, as, as our listeners are cap right now equals hope. And and to me, that's exactly what this fan base, what that club, what, what, you know, basically all of gold faithful nation needs to hear right now. And that's the, Hey guys, here's some hope. Here's Kaepernick. And chip, obviously being a good head coach that he is, didn't want to put all the blame on Blaine Gabbert, but man, he left so much meat on the bone and it's, it's a throw here and a throw there could have been the difference in a couple of games. I mean, it's not insane to think that a league average starting quarterback would have this team three and two right now instead of one and four. Yeah, I mean, you look at Tyrod right Taylor, open. and that is the epitome of a, a middle-of-the-road guy. You know, he, he's right in the middle when it comes to QBR. He's right in the middle, you know, when it comes to his completion percentage. He's right in the middle with with all of these things, and, and they're, they've won three straight. You know, and they've beaten some good football teams, and so – you look at Gabbert with that 69.6 passer rating. I mean, that's horrible. You know, he's, his interceptions are bad. His completion percentage, we, we go over that week in and week out. I actually saw something from Grant Cohn, who, a friend of the podcast. Uh, he, he was posting a transcript from Blaine Gabbert today and, and things he was saying. And one of the questions actually Grant asked him was like, hey, what was what was the deal with, with uh, what, where do you think you went wrong with all the, the consistency and your accuracy? And he's like, that's just it. I, I wasn't. And one of the big things, I mean, because obviously we've beat this to death. We don't need to talk about Blaine Gabbert much. We can kind of close the book on that. But if you're going to be inefficient, you've got to have big plays as well. His yards per attempt was among the worst in the league. So you can't have both. You can't be missing throws and be completely inefficient. And it's just not – got to put some points on the board. I mean, and and there was guys – I mean, literally running wide open. It's it's six points if he makes a throw. Yeah, and you, you watch that Arizona game, and, and the commentators were, were talking about it as well. I mean, it's like he was looking at Curly, or he was looking at his tight ends, and that was it. And, and that's just, you, you can't have that. You, you went out, you spent a whole bunch of money on Torrey Smith, who's a very good wide receiver. He's just not being utilized because Gabbert can't throw the ball down the field. And Kaepernick with his rocket arm, you know, and now's the time. That I, I hope to see this offense open up. I want to see gabbert keeping the you know the the read option i want to see him throwing the ball down the field it's it's time it's time to actually see what this chip kelly offense can do it's like i feel like the training wheels have come off now per se and let's hear what colin kaepernick has to say about being anointed the new starter of the 49ers excited about it um ready to go uh hoping i can bring up more to this team and uh try to get us a win this sunday one of the reporters asked him a little bit about his attitude and, and how much of a different person he seemed like uh, this season, really from the beginning of camp, even when he wasn't playing. You know, I think I've always been happy, but you know, more than anything, I'm comfortable. I'm at peace with myself, with my relationships. 
uh, and with everything that's going on in my life. So uh, I think that reflects, and I think that's what uh, he's referring to. And he has been just a completely different guy. Obviously, there's the um, the anthem stuff, and he's gotten national attention for that. But just in interviews, he's smiling and, and engaged in a different way that I've that I've never seen. He looks like a different person. The vegan diet, obviously, and um, him not being able to work out with the injuries, he's much thinner. Although he he has slowly bulked up. Last week on the sidelines, he, it, he the guns were kind of out. He it looks like he's starting to put a little <laughs> bit of that weight on in the upper body, the legs kind of still look like twigs, especially in those black unis. Yeah, and that, that's, you know, worrisome as well when, when you talk, when I mentioned keeping it on the, the read option there. it's it, I, I hope that that he's smart and that he does, you know, he slides and then he goes out of bounds and he does this and he does that because his body's probably not in football shape. You know, there's not, there's something to be said for game speed. And, and when you don't see it, when you, you've taken three snaps so far in the regular season and they were all handoffs, uh, it's going to be interesting to see which Colin Kaepernick shows up out there. Is it the guy from last year that that just didn't look right, or is it, you know, the the stud from 2014? That hope, hopefully, I mean, I'm sure it'll be somewhere in between. But you know, obviously, I hope it's closer to the 2014 guy. It would be nice to have that 2013, 2014 quarterback. And it's not either way. It's going to look a lot different, I think, than it did with Blaine Gabbert because you just look at Kaepernick's. I mentioned the yards per attempt earlier. Cap is up above eight. In uh, his 2012 season, the first year he took over there from uh, Alex Smith, 7.7 yards per attempt in 2013. That was the peak Kaepernick we saw the 12 and 4 season, and took him to the Super Bowl. But um, even at his worst, he was still above six yards per attempt. 7.3 is his career average. So we're going to see bigger plays. He's going to hold on to the ball a little bit longer, and and that's how he rolls. Uh, he's not going to get the ball out in one and a half seconds like Gabbert. So all you people that picked up Jeremy Curley and your uh, fantasy leagues, you might want to bench him for a week to see how that works out. Uh, right. we're your, your number one waiver claim is is on him this week. You might want to rethink that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I picked him up before last week and had to play him in some spots with some bye weeks, and it actually turned out really well. Um, but he, he's not going to play for me this week, that's for sure. We're, more of those intermediate throws, That's and it's going to be some bigger plays, and uh, hopefully we see good Colin Kaepernick, and it might be different good. You know, who knows? It, 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 he probably won't look the same as he used to, uh, he seems like a different guy. So we'll see how that translates to the football field. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get bears on the phone. I want to, I want to get in depth. Absolutely. Let's do that. All right. He's the 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee. his Twitter handle at Matt Barrows. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, hey, Matt, we got to get you on today. I mean, the news comes out Kaepernick taking over at quarterback this weekend against Buffalo. My thing I've been talking about with Brian here on the show, I'm a little surprised that they made the move before the restructuring of the contract. Do you know anything about that? Well, I mean, uh, Chip Kelly has been saying all along that, uh, you know, I'm I'm operating uh, independent of, you know, whatever the front office is thinking, and and that, that rang true today because, that uh, contract restructure is not done, and yet Chip Kelly has committed to Colin Kaepernick. So, I mean, I, I guess in, in that sense, that's a little bit reassuring. Um, you know, the, the 49ers, I know that they wanted this done on Thursday. They had the, the deal completed. They expected, or, or they hoped at least, that uh, Kaepernick would sign it before the game. He said, you know, I'm not going to sign it until I, I read it uh, fully and, and have other people look at it, and that's what he's doing right now. Um, you know, before the game, the 49ers had the leverage. Now, uh, you know, on, on Tuesday, after uh, Chip Kelly has 
committed to Kaepernick for this upcoming game, Kaepernick has the leverage. So I, I don't know if he's going to be in any hurry to sign this. He may make the 49ers stew for a while, or he may not sign it at all. Um, you know, it, it, it does uh, – people keep asking, well, how does this benefit Colin Kaepernick? I mean, why, why should he sign a new contract? Um, there are there are reasons for that. I mean, that, that $14.5 million that he would get next year – would only come into play if he suffered a serious injury. Um, if he played, you know, okay or poorly or didn't really do much more than Gabbard does, the 49ers are going to release him before that money comes into play. So um, it's a matter of him possibly getting more guarantees this year, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, negotiating with the team uh, versus, you know, just somehow losing all that money for next year. That that money for next year is, you know, maybe he gets that if there's a, a serious injury. And I'm sure in this renegotiation there's some sort of um, injury insurance, there's some sort of policy, there's something that uh, covers him somewhat uh, in case of a serious injury. Hey, Matt, do you think the NFLPA was kind of keeping a close eye on this situation with the contract stuff coming out right when it was pretty obvious that the 49ers wanted to make a change at quarterback? I'm sure they were. I'm sure that's something that they would they would monitor. Um, but like I said, uh, initially, I mean, Chip Kelly has insisted all along that, um, you know, money was not a factor in his mind. And, and I, I believe him because, you know, he put not, – not only has Kaepernick been the number two quarterback – this this season he could he could have been forced to come into the game at any point and not only did he play those three snaps and of course they were all handoffs but uh, i think kelly's point is that they were read option handoffs um so he could have run the ball in those three in- instances that he handed the ball off and he didn't uh but he also put him in the game um for a long stretch uh against san diego in that preseason finale and uh, you know th- those are those are games where you 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 see a lot of injuries. You don't have all your starters playing. You don't have really good protection. Um, you know if San Diego's got a backup who's a uh, a pass rusher who's way better than your backup right tackle, you know you could get a sack here and there. And and um, that that didn't seem to be a concern. I think he played all of the first half. So. That that hasn't uh, been a factor, I don't think, for at least for Chip Kelly um, in, in his decision making, and it doesn't appear as if the 49ers front office have been influencing Kelly's decision on you know who's up, who's in uniform, who's the starter, and who's the number two. Those those seem to have all been decided by the coaching staff. So you're around the team, and, and you've had face-to-faces with Cap, and he's acted and looked a lot different guy to me this season, even, you know, uh, his physique and um, just the overall – I played a little clip earlier where a reporter asked him if he was happier now than he used to be, and you know he's definitely smiling. I thought he was on Xanax when we first saw Cap in the offseason. I was thinking, what in the world? What's going on with him? Um, but do you think he's more natural now? Is this is this cap that we're seeing, or is he, is this sort of uh, a facade he's putting on, or was that sort of thick-skinned persona of the past more of an extension of Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I think the facade was the the, the Kaepernick we saw in the past. I mean, uh, I remember covering him at the Senior Bowl back in 2011 when you know he was a local guy. You know, we were out in Mobile, Alabama, and he's he's relatively local, having played. 
um, at Reno and um, coming from Turlock. And so he was sort of, you know, a guy that I kept my eye on because it was a good, it was a good story. And I remember him being very personable uh, that week in Mobile and um, he had a very good week. I mean, he, he was somebody who was sort of off the radar until that, that senior bowl. And, um, you know, then he comes to the 49ers and, and he sort of clams up a bit. And, um, yeah, you know, the, the only thing that you can, you, you can deduce is that Harbaugh had an influence. I think that um, Kaepernick was um, very, uh, at least initially back in 2012 when he took over the starting role. Remember, you know, uh, Alex Smith was still in the locker room. He had lost the job from uh, due to an injury, due to a, a concussion. And I think that, you know, Kaepernick was kind of circumspect and, um, you know, abridged what he said, you know, in, in deference to Smith and to some of the other um, veterans in that locker room. And then the, that that persona seemed to stick. I, I don't know what the motivation was. Um, you know, he said time and time again, he sort of enjoys the haters. He likes... Um, people doubting him, that, that provides fuel for him. And uh, I, I think that was part of it as well. I mean, if you sort of play the, be the black hat, then you, you'll have more enemies and, and uh, you know, it's me against everybody else. I think he was trying to kind of uh, create that sort of uh, dynamic. And it, it's funny because that, that's the dynamic he's going to face in Buffalo. I mean, um, he's Kaepernick, he's notorious already, um, a big name, and he's got the, the national anthem thing going. And, and I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of boos and a lot of people hoping that he falls flat on his face. But the, the sort of the irony is that he loves that situation. And, and I think my guess is that he's going to do very well in this game. Um, I don't know if the 49ers are going to win, but I just think that there's going to be an energy and, and electricity that he brings because of all this. Um, because of all the water that's, that's, that's going under the bridge right now um, to, this, uh, to this contest. My question has always been and will continue to be, can he sustain that? Is, is, that, is that a persona? Is that a mentality that uh, has lasting power? I didn't think it did when he, he was the starter beforehand, and I don't think it will now, but I think there, there might be a momentary boost for this team uh, with him as the starter. It's funny. It, it kind of reminds me of a of a WWE situation where he's the villain <laughs> and he's playing that up to the crowd. <laughs> he's he's building on that. He'll hey, you, you mentioned the the locker room. Uh, you're you're with these guys. You're you're around them. You're in the locker room. Is it is it divided? Do you think? Do you think this is going to affect anything? Was there you know a cap side and was there a Gabbard side, or is this team just so united that they just want to win and they'll, they'll win with whoever's uh, taking snaps? I don't know if it's so much that the the locker room is united um, together. I, I mean, I think that they want to win ball games, and and they weren't winning under Gabbert, and they're willing to see if they can win under Kaepernick. I don't really think there's any animus towards Gabbert. Gabbert did a nice job before, you know. Kaepernick spoke. Uh, Gabbert spoke uh, to to the media, and you know, you know, for for uh, it, it's funny. You get all this Gabbert hate, like on my Twitter timeline, and. Uh, an email about people who don't like Blaine Gabbert. He's the nicest guy on the planet. He's he's the guy that you want running your team. Um, he, he he says everything right. He does everything right. 
I, I think his teammates have a lot of respect for him. He just hasn't been able to do it on the field. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that there's anybody in that locker room that's, that's, that's thinking that he got ripped off. Um, he had five games to, to be the, the starter. That This team lost four of them, and he's completed 58% of his passes and has a low passer rating. Um, you know, I think uh, Kaepernick is going to run into a lot of the same problems that Gabbard did. Um, you know, the, the receiving crew isn't very good. I mean, there's not a lot of places to throw the ball. Um, but uh, I, I do think that, like I said, uh, Kaepernick is going to bring a bit more energy, at least initially, I think he's going to run the ball better um, and maybe run the, re- the read option, the, the zone uh, option aspect of this uh, offense better than Gabbard did. I think that's what always intrigued Chip Kelly about uh, Kaepernick, just the uh, the threat that he poses with his feet. And, um, you know, it's going, to be, it's going to be fun at least. I mean, this team was becoming a real drag to cover. I could just tell from my... You know, we monitor very closely how many eyeballs we get per story, and the eyeballs were were, were dropping by the wayside the last uh, two or three weeks. Uh, they were just in a rut, and they weren't interesting, and they weren't winning. And I think that at least this gives them some interest, gives them some personality in the middle of the season, and, and gives Kaepernick a chance at least to kind of uh, spark this team and, and resurrect this team while they still have a chance to do so. Yeah, you know, Matt, uh, I, I make no, you know, I, I don't try to deny that I'm I'm a diehard 49er fan, and to me right now, Cap it, he equals hope, and and that that is something exciting. It gives me a, a chance to watch. It gives the casual fan out there that likes the 49ers it gives them a reason to tune in because it's it's been kind of a a bad brand of football lately. And and that being said, I want you to give me some hope on this defense. I mean, we're talking about the third ranked rush offense there uh, in yards per game in uh, the Buffalo Bills and the 49ers right now rank 31st. I mean, is there a chance that they could shut down the Sean McCoy? This guy's the fourth leading rusher in the NFL right now. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I was kind of going over that in my head today, just a few hours ago. Who, who does that? Right. I mean, who's the guy? Who's the who, who's the cap for the defense? Who comes in and really starts to lead this team? And you know, it's tough. Um, you know, the, the 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 name that jumps out to me is DeForest Buckner, and and it's it expect it's asking a lot of a of a rookie, a young guy who's just coming in the, into the league and and should have the uh, the luxury, not the luxury, but should should have um, you know the some some time to be able to 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 develop some time to learn from veterans but um he's the most talented guy right now um and um you know Glenn Dorsey would be that guy but he's still kind of coming back slowly from that knee injury and and no one's blaming him for doing that i mean he suffered the the ACL on November 22 he he came back early Eric Armstead is, you know, dealing with a shoulder injury. Is he 100%? Can you even expect him to lead this team? Uh, I think this resurrection, if it happens, has to come from that front group, you know, ho- hopefully from that front line because, you know, uh, you don't have Navarro Bowman anymore. Um, you know, Michael Wilhoyt is a nice, solid player, but he's not, he's not a difference maker. He's not a, uh, a rare talent. The rare talent on that team is Buckner. He's the only one who I think has um, elite talent. Uh, and like I said, it, it may be asking too much for him to really show that this year, but I think he's the only guy where it's, it's even possible for him to, at least in that front seven, to kind of 
come up and, and be a Superman to, to, to sort of set a tone for the rest of the team, for the rest of that unit to rally behind. And, um, uh, I, I just don't, I just don't see it happening, um, you know, in the next few games and maybe not even this season. I got to ask you real quick about Trent Baalke and, you know, just like the QB change and the, and the Garnett being named a starter this week, right on cue after a, a one in four start, the fire Trent Baalke articles are starting to flow. Um, and uh, it went from, you know, is Trent on the hot seat to, okay, just fire Trent Baalke already. Uh, does it make sense to you to, to make a move midseason before maybe the tread deadline or uh, evaluate all of this after the season? Yeah, I, I, it doesn't make sense from a, you know, on-field pers- perspective. I mean, you're not going to, you know, change your team, um, you know, in, in the middle of the season. It just doesn't happen in the NFL you know the only the only reason why you know you might fire a Trent Baalke at at the bye week, for example, is you know to send a signal to the fan base that uh, you know I Jed York am unhappy with what's going on and uh, you know the status quo is not going to to work. Um, and then you do that if you see you know your uh, your stadium only half filled. And the last two games, that's what it was. I mean, it was maybe half filled with 49ers fans for the Cowboys game. Um, you know, the stadium was filled, but, you know, m- almost more than half of, I'd say it was 51, 52% of that stadium were, were Cowboys fans. And then yeah. on uh, on Thursday Night Football on national TV, maybe two-thirds of the stadium was, was filled the other night against the Cardinals. So, um, you know, that, that, that would be the reason for doing it midseason, but I, I don't think you make any gains whatsoever as far as your on-the-field product. And I know that the 49ers are, are raking in cash, it seems like, uh, with the new stadium and everything, and that's the storyline at least. But don't you think, Jed York, I mean, the the things you just mentioned, like seeing an empty stadium, that's got to just hurt the ego a little bit, even if they are making money. and That's got to ignite some sort of uh, – uh, warrant some sort of a change, would it not? Yeah, and not just the the look of it, but – the uh, the record. I mean, that's that's what you know gives these guys uh, you know credence among their their brethren is is not well. I was gonna say it's not how much money you make. That that's number one. But number number two is you know how good your team is. I mean that 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 matters to these guys. And um, uh, you know Jed York. It he, well, believe me, he's he's bothered by the fact that they don't win. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, the question is whether he can make the right decisions in order to get that going again. And, 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 you know, Balky is not, um, isn't, hasn't cut it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very easy way to figure out whether your GM is effective or not. It's, it's your win loss record. And, uh, last two years and, and it looks like this year are not very good. And, uh, when you keep, Switching coaching staffs and, and your your win loss record gets worse. There's only one more option for you to to go in, and that's uh, that's the personnel department. And uh, and and Trent Baalke is at the top of that. Yeah, that's a great point. Hey, real quick, Matt, before we let you go, one more quick question: What are the odds we see Christian Ponder before the season's over? Um, I think that they're fairly good. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be soon. I think that they'll give. Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, as as much uh, time to 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 develop as they did Blaine Gabbard, but 
I mean, this is reminding me of, you know, when I first started covering this team, uh, you know, the early years, 2004, 2005, where they would go through three or four quarterbacks a season. Sometimes it's because of injury. Sometimes it's because this team is just so bad that they have no other option but to give the, the you know, that third guy a chance. I mean, I covered this team when Cody Pickett got into game. So, yeah. um you know that's that's the level that we're reaching, and so when you reach that level, the number three guy does get in, and 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 ponder, uh, you know, unlike Pick Pickett does have experience, and um, you know you would think uh, you would actually want to to see, especially if you've decided after seeing Gabbert, who's not signed for next season, and after seeing Kaepernick, who as of right now is uh, signed for a very high. Uh, a price, a high cost, and, and could be cut before that comes to bear if you decide that, okay, we're going to, you know, go with a, uh, a rookie next year. We're going to use our top draft pick on a, on a, on a rookie quarterback. You want to have a veteran on the roster um, in that scenario. So maybe Christian Ponder is that guy you want around to, to groom that quarterback to perhaps start the season like uh, Kellen Clemens is doing in uh uh, in Los Angeles, um, you know, to uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, ease the transition a bit. And, and maybe that's, uh, that's going to be Christian Ponder's job next year. Follow him at Matt Barrows on Twitter. Check him out, sackb.com. And if you see him out and about, buy him a glass of wine or something. He's Matt yes. Barrows. Thank you so much for joining us, Matt. All right. Anytime, guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Always awesome to talk to this guy. And no joke, if you do see him out, buy him a glass of wine. Yeah, he'll really appreciate it. He will. He's a nice guy. And so I, I'm I'm worried, buddy. Before we get out of here, I just yeah. want to tell you I'm worried about this weekend. I, I don't the 49ers, let's just I mean, real quick, let's just take a look at the running backs they've faced. I mean, they they've really only had one week off from a pretty solid running back. You know, they they started off against Todd Gurley, and then, you know, they had to go to Carolina and, and they had to take on Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, they, you know, he got injured and got knocked out of that game. But then they then they got Kristen Michael, who all of a sudden looked like an elite back and then you get Ezekiel Elliott and then you get David Johnson and now you got to go up against LaShawn McCoy like this is a, a tough a brutal stretch of games for this run defense it is man and it's not going to be easy without Navarro Bowman in there that D-line's got to buck up man yeah like like Matt said I mean you know we, they, they've spent a lot of high draft picks uh, on that that front line and yeah, it, it's a bummer not having your best player in there on defense, but this is when guys need to step up, and, and now's the time. Let's, you know, let's take this this hope that we're, we've been given here, this this Kaepernick card that this present that we've been gifted, and and you know, hopefully they can do something with it, and they can keep us all interested in this football team. Yeah, and also on the on the flip side, another really tough run defense for Carlos Hyde to be going up against. I mean, this guy's a battering ram, and I'm surprised he's lasted this long. He's not going to last a full season. At this rate, even when the 49ers are out of the game, they're still pounding the ball with Carlos Hyde. And uh, it's been somewhat surprising. And uh, that that's really the strength of this Buffalo Bills team. They're ranked in the top seven for PFF in total defense. And with run defense, uh, that's that's their strength, man. So um, Yeah, they don't give up a lot of points either. I mean, this is right. this may be a really, you know, smash mouth, just a, a real – quick game you know it might be one of those where it's just a lot of running on both sides of the ball and hopefully you know Joshua Garnett can can step up there on the offensive line and open up a few holes and you know Staley can come back to to his top form and 
you know, hey, fingers crossed that that Torrey Smith can get open and that Kaepernick can lead him and not throw it behind him. And, you know, there's just there's a lot of things that uh, and it's Selleck and, you know, can hold on to the football. He's looking like McDonald out there last week. Really, for me, I want to see that uh, a chance to put the game away early if they get because there's been a couple games where the team the 49ers were facing was trying to give them a victory early on. And the yeah, 49ers that Dallas under, game is a perfect example. Yeah, exactly. And the 49ers under Blaine Gabbert could not get that done. Uh, I want to see some dagger, some dagger mentality, dagger throws. Take what that other team gives you. And I think the 49ers left a ton of meat on the bone. And I, I want to see that get cleaned up. And the Bills are an okay team. You're traveling across the country, right? So it's you know it's it's not a gimme win, and there's not many of those in the NFL. So it's going to be a difficult, but it's a it's a winnable game. And I've said that multiple times on this show. They're, <laughs> they're almost all winnable games. So I want to see that team that can go out and actually snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat and not the other way around. Yeah, I mean, you said it. It's a winnable game. Every game in the NFL is a winnable game. And this is this. these are all professionals. They all go out there. They play hard. And, you know, it, it's time. It's time. The, the first five games of the season are, are through. And now it's time to to take the next step. And hopefully it's it's a positive one. And that Kaepernick can lead this team to something. And, and that the defense can uh, maybe stop somebody. We'll see. I'm hoping. Fingers it, crossed. And Barrow's got me pumped just because what he said about – I don't know, a little grit, a little pizzazz there with Kaepernick. Uh, hopefully that sparks the team for multiple games, not just this week in Buffalo. And, uh, man, I would love to see that. I would love to see some vintage Kaepernick make a few runs, put some pressure on the opposing defense, and uh, for the 49ers defense to, to step up in a big game. It's it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I Do you have a prediction here? Because I, I think it's hard for me to predict a victory here um, right. with what we've seen from the 49ers and them missing a few pieces, but... Yeah, so uh, I've got them with a loss this week, but I think it's going to be a close loss. Yeah, I mean, I've gone win every single uh, week of the season so far, so I'm off to a great start. Uh, I just, you know, <laughs> as a fan, I never want to root against my team. If you're going to Vegas and you're going to get a lot of points, I say take them. But uh, if, you, if somebody wants to bet you straight up, I, I would not take the 49ers this week. But my heart is telling me that, that Kaepernick's going to do it. So, you know, I'll, I'll stick with that. I'll, I'll play my heart. So I think we're going to win, and I think we're going to win maybe substantially, but let's just see what happens. All right. Yeah, I mean, there it is. I like that. I'm really having a tough time paying attention to this and the Giants game. (laughs) Yeah, it's 3-2 now. we got to get out of here. This Giants baseball is crazy, man. I love it. And so uh, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to watch the rest of this ball game. And it was good uh, talking to Matt Barrows. And it's Cap. This is a a clear – I mean, when you think back about this season, oh, that that ball's gone. That ball's gone. (laughs) All right. Is that Crawford? Live play-by-play. Two-run bomb, Brandon Crawford. That is a nice. five-two lead TV for the on. Giants. I actually got the MLB cat game cast here. It oh, hasn't happened yet. Okay, sorry. I've got a screen here. No, no, that's least. great. I'd rather you know, <laughs> hear the good news from you than a silly phone screen. Ooh, let's go back to Wrigley Field. Okay, it's going to be a go, big, there we go. big week of football. Oh, see, there it goes. There's cracking. There's a clear line in the season, though. When you think back about the 2016 season, there's that line before – Week six, Kaepernick uh-huh. came in, and let's see if that's something that, that really sparks this team and is something to build on into the future or if uh, nothing changes. And it's yeah. a team that is going to be drafting number one in the NFL draft. He's at BD Peacock on Twitter. I'm at Bay Area Wink. This is, of course, the Gold Faithful Podcast. Download us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Give us a review. Follow us, uh, tell your friends, retweet us, do all that fun stuff. Send us emails. What's the email? Goldfaithful49 at gmail. That is correct. 
Oh, yeah. Look at that. We also have Gold Faithful Podcast on Instagram. Mm -hmm. All kinds of good stuff. Find us. Talk to us. Let us know what's going on in your world. Yes. And what you think about the 49ers. And, hey, young players, why don't you save your GM's job that drafted you by playing good (laughs) and developing. Young guys, cap. Let's go. Week six, Buffalo Bills. All right. Giants baseball. We'll talk to you next time. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Oh, it was just a double. What?